Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, Dave at Pose the Matrix. I've uh, got my esteemed uh, brother, Brian, over here on the left side for a change. Yep. Hi, audience. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Yeah. And we're live now. I see on my computer screen over here. That's a good thing. You have to forgive me if I smack my lips tonight. I've got a little bit dry mouth. Medication I'm taking temporarily has got me a dry mouth. It's terrible. Um, so we tried, <clears throat> we were going to originally do this, right, Brian, on Monday? Yes. And that didn't really work out because um, we're in the process of buying a house. And I was told, hey, you got to go through this contract tonight and get it into us. And and I, okay, okay, well, you know, I had to sacrifice the show, unfortunately. But uh, we're here. It's Thursday night. It's the uh, the 30th, the last day of September. Oh, my goodness. Um, wow. It's 742 on, the, on our coast. Yeah, we're both on the same coast. That's good. So, Brian, I guess we, tonight we're going to talk about uh, all this hubbub about the, this island in the, in the Atlantic, excuse me, uh, supposedly going to slip off and cause a, a, a mega tidal wave on the east coast of the uh, North America and also on South America. And, mm-hmm. and what's the possibility of that? And um, and uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit, I guess, around about um, COVID and what's going on now, because that's an ever changing story. Uh what happens today will be totally different than what happens tomorrow. I know. And will changes mind by tomorrow, and so will the CDC, and so will the World Health Organization. Um, so there's, there's constantly a, an agitation of this story, agita. So, so Brian, why don't we start out with the COVID stuff? Folks, hope you don't mind, and we'll, we'll get into the um, – what is the name of that volcano? Um, Cumbra – Cumbre uh, Vieja Volcano on La Palma Island and the Canary Islands. So, so Brian, what do we know about this the COVID now that that's going on? I mean, what's oh. today? <laughs> I'm laughing because it's like a, these these uh, Fauci and these health professionals are like a schizophrenic cat. Every day they change. That's true. You know what I mean? They're all over the board. So, I mean, there's so much. Oh, my gosh. Um, it would take the whole show. I'm not going to take the whole show. But one of the things I'm noticing, uh, and I have some articles here to read, um, the tide is changing. It's shifting. Okay, the, the red states mostly are open, you know, most of them. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a few cities in these red states that are holding back these uh, Democrat liberal cities. But most – most of the red states are opening up. Here in the left coast, um, where Dave and I live, California, Oregon, and Washington are the left as you could go. If you want any more left, you'd be in China. I mean, that's how left it is here. So right. um, down here, they were threatening last week. It's funny how, like you said, um, in a day how things can change. Mm-hmm. Just a few days ago, L.A. County uh, Health Board, the Board of Health, was going to mandate vaccines for anybody going into a restaurant to eat. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. If you wanted to eat outside, you could eat outside without being vaccinated. But if you want to go into a restaurant in L.A. County, Los Angeles, the city of Los Angeles, you had to be vaccinated. And so today they were going to implement that today. Well, darn it. It just – you know what happened? Uh, well, they didn't say this was happened, but I know what happened. It's called herd immunity happened. Yeah. And so we have the lowest infection rate of any state, red or blue, in the nation. 
Mm-hmm. We have the lowest cases, lowest infection rate, lowest hospitalizations of any state in America. And because of that, they decided not to mandate vaccines. Huh. Because why? We're the lowest one, and we've been declining for like 27 or 28 days in a row almost. Wow. Uh, declining in infections, positive testing, uh, hospitalizations, ICU deaths, everything. So so uh, we dodged a bullet today in L.A. County and Los City of Los Angeles that you don't have to be vaccinated. And so and researching – actually, don't even have to research anymore because – there's so much out there. In the old days when I used to research and you did, like mm-hmm. 30 years ago, they didn't have phones. I had to read the newspaper. Right. And I had to get books. I had to I had to go different places, and most of the newspapers were lies anyway. So I had mm-hmm. to find a way around that. And, um, and the things that are happening in one day in the world, I would say is equivalent to a year in the 1990s. What would happen in right. one year in America is happening in one day in this country yeah. right now. So a couple of other things about the vaccines. So there's no mandates for vaccines as far as um, restaurants, businesses, gyms. So we dodge that right now. But the other thing is happening, and it's happening all over the country, uh, See if I can find it here. Hold on, guys. I've got so many articles I downloaded. I think I um, – New York City, that's it. New York City lost a lawsuit. And where is it? Let me see. Oh, there it is. New York City um, – actually, let me back up. New York City healthcare workers are being replaced with the National Guard. Right. So many healthcare workers are quitting the hospitals in New York City that you probably already know this, Dave, that the National Guard is being brought in to replace them. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a problem with that because the National Guard wasn't meant to be hospital workers. Right. There is units of the National Guard that, you know, are medically trained, take care of our wounded. But in, in the generals, they're, they're there to protect us and fight for us and fight for war and be sent overseas and do these different missions. Now, they're manning uh, administrative desks, doing, you know, who knows, triage. I have no idea what they're doing. But so many nurses and doctors are quitting. And anybody who's watched this for the first time tonight, and if you're kind of on the fence about the vaccine, you got to ask yourself, why are so many doctors, nurses, healthcare workers refusing the shot? I mean, right. if I knew nothing else and I had no research ability and I didn't know anything that I know now, and I hear on Channel 7 News – that they're having to bring the National Guard in to replace the doctors and nurses, I would say to myself, huh, what's with the vaccine? Why are they so afraid of it? That right, right there should be a huge red flag. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the other thing is New York Health Department repeals mask mandate for unvaxxed. So it was pushing uh, masks in New York for uh, unvaccinated people, unvaxxed, where they're unvaxxed now. And so they repeal that. Why they repeal that? Because herd immunity is setting in. As much as they right. hate to see it, between all the and you know, and somebody said, I heard on the news, maybe it was on Fox, uh, maybe Tucker, that there's herd immunity because of the vaccines and the people that have gotten the virus and not gotten vaccinated. But I, I beg to differ, because right. the people that have gotten the vaccines are getting sick. 
There's right. no herd immunity with the vaccinated. Mm-hmm. There, I don't believe there are because they've got <clears throat> the actual virus and they're getting it. It's destroying, it's killing people, it's maiming people. And every day that goes by, I hear more and more horror stories about people. So the herd immunity is coming from the people that haven't been vaccinated. And the ones that are vaccinated, maybe they have some protection for a few months, but from what I've read, it wears off or it changes the DNA in that person and they end up getting sick. So Mm -hmm. the herd immunity is not from the vaccinated. This is a pandemic of the vaccinated. It -hmm. was a false pandemic in the beginning. And then they knew that, I believe the death rate in America, I think, I can't remember what's at now, but every day there used to be a little clicker. Remember on, you know, all the deaths and all the, remember on the news, Dave? Sure. How many deaths from COVID and how many are hospitalized thing. Every day it was like a football uh, scorecard, scoreboard. They don't do that anymore. And there's a good reason is because the people that are getting sick and dying are most of them say 80% is to say 80 are vaccinated people. So in the beginning, the death rate of the COVID was really lied about. I've read articles in many places. I don't have the articles here. Everybody knows this. I'm assuming that watches this because everybody watches this is watching other shows and ours and is very well informed. Yeah, we have a very diverse audience, yeah. Yes, we do, and they're very well informed. <clears throat> I appreciate the, the email, not the emails, but the comments are really good. And um, I would say, and I know it's more than this, at least 50% of the positive cases in 2020 and the first part of this year are fake. They're false, they're lies. Right. I'd say it's more like 80% is, is, mm-hmm. is the, the PCR test is garbage. It's not accurate. So, and I believe the deaths, I can't remember where we were at in deaths, a half a million for the United States or so. I don't remember the number, but the number doesn't mean anything because that those deaths were exaggerated at best, for sure. Right. Totally exaggerated. Mm-hmm. But now you don't hear a lot about the deaths. You hear about the deaths from the, the unvaccinated are causing this. The unvaccinated, well, you heard our own president begging us to get vaccinated. And we heard that, that governor, was it the Michigan governor? I, I got the article here saying that we would do God's word of will if we get vaccinated. I actually have the oh. article. Did you see, hear about that article? No, but just the fact that a politician is invoking God's name yeah. makes me laugh. Yeah, it's, oh, this is crazy. Wait till you hear this. Um, I, I'm assuming here, come on, boys. Uh, where is it at? Michigan, the uh, governor's name is Gretchen. Is that was that who it was, or? Yeah, this. Yeah, it's right here. Um, <laughs> every day I wake up, these people, and they're just—it's crazy. It's just. I love I love the fact that you you call them a schizophrenic cat. <laughs> That's what they remind me of. They, it is. It is. But cats are already schizoid, and then you add schizophrenic to it, it's like. On overdrive. I'm sorry, Brian. Go no, ahead. no, you're right. They have more faces than a circus clown. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy oh, hour. Come on. Yeah. Comedy. There we go. My iPhone's acting up. Probably has a COVID virus. Um, there you go. <laughs> it says uh, Democrat New York Governor Kathy. Uh, how do you pronounce her last name? H-O-C-A-N-Y, oh, anyway, tells the unvaccinated, I need you to be my apostles. 
demanding they listen to God and take the vaccine. <laughs> he said this. And it goes on to say, I need you to be my apostles, the governor added, saying that receiving the treatment is how New Yorkers can love one another. I prayed a lot to God during this time, and you know what? God did answer our prayers, she stated, before uh, desecrating those who have not yet received the coronavirus shot. Uh, he made the smartest men and women, this is God, God made the smartest men and women, the scientists, the doctors, the researchers, he made them come up with a vaccine. That is from God to us, and we must say, thank you, God, thank you. And I wear my vaccinated necklace all the time to say that I'm vaccinated. All of you, yes, I know, I know you're vaccinated. You're the smart ones. But, you know, there's people out there, Dave, you're a bad boy, who aren't listening to God and what God wants. You know who they are. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Right off the bat, Brian, anybody that says I prayed to God doesn't know God because God has a name. Right. Okay. And God, to her, God could be Vishnu. It could be, it could be, uh, the angel Moroni or whoever they worship. It could, there's so many, it's such a generic term that we don't know who actually she's, she's invoking. Yeah. So, and, but it sounds like she's saying that the vaccine came from God and it's an evil vaccine that her God must be Lucifer or Satan. So yeah. she's pretty well proved that to me. Well, this, this whole COVID has turned into a cult. Yeah. The branch Covidians. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. It's, it's turned into a cult. This, there's people out there that worship the COVID God. Yeah. That's right. Unfortunately. You know, you're delayed Definitely. a little bit more than usual. Huh. Okay. So, well. Um, and then um, it says here, New York initiates a medical martial law rollout with troops to take over hospitals. Where unvaxxed workers are quitting. Mm-hmm. So this is all New York. Um, it's you know you know what it is, and I'm actually I'm glad I hate to see this that the hospital workers are quitting because they're losing their jobs. But this is how we take our country back. We fight, and the way you fight is you take a stand. You take a stand mm-hmm. and resist. You know, you, you say, I'm not taking that. And if you're going to force me to take it, I'm going to quit. Uh-huh. And, you, and you quit or you or you sue them. And a lot yeah. of lawsuits are happening right now because uh, of, of the mandates. They're unconstitutional, illegal. But people are quitting all over the country. And uh, here yeah. in L.A. County, uh, one de- sheriff department, uh, one half of their department quit. And the sheriffs just mm-hmm. quit. And, and so um, it's it's all across the board. It's not just you and me, Dave, and some of our um, listeners and viewers. It's hundreds of that, actually millions, tens of millions of people are saying, you know what, I'm not doing that. Right. And and they can bring in the National Guard all they want, but I can tell you right now, that's not going to last very long. Uh-uh. The healthcare is going to uh-uh. go right down the tubes. Not that the National Guard isn't great, but they're not, they weren't designed to run hospitals full time. Right. That's not their job. And so, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's just, it's just lunacy. It's just crazy. But you know what? America's fighting back. America yeah. is finally fighting back. 
-hmm. know, there's an article here. Actually, the video I got tonight, you might have sent it to me or, or somebody else about the Canadian pastor that – I didn't never, send that. I, yeah. Did you send that to me? No, I didn't. No. A Canadian pastor never shot, shut down during COVID, and they tried to arrest him many, many times. And he left uh, the, the country and came back. And when he got off the plane, they arrested him on the tarmac. Huh. And he's going to prison because he kept his church open during COVID. Huh. So. Well, they they have, they have different laws in Canada, so I don't know, you know, what he broke. Uh, I, they don't have a constitution like we do, you know, so it's more right. of a parliamentary kind of government. So, uh, but I know that uh, there'd probably be 30 or 40 lawyers here in the States that would be jumping on that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, there's an interesting article here about COVID and I, I was actually thought about this um, about 20 years ago maybe a little longer a book came out and I don't remember the guy's name oh I'm bad about that um, and he wrote a book about the insurance companies in cahoots with uh, the pharmaceutical companies in cahoots with the FDA mm -hmm. and this was 20 years ago at least that I read this book and I thought man this is really crazy this is really going on and they all work together it's a, it's a triangle of just corruption mm -hmm. and so the FDA gives approval mm -hmm. but they give approval because the drug companies throw in a few billion dollars to the FDA and the FDA right. throws back loopholes for these drug companies and one of them was is they passed a law years ago that you cannot sue the pharmaceutical companies and <clears throat> yeah, so that, for vaccines right yeah. for vaccines you can't sue them for damages which i can't believe that went through and just so you know republicans voted for that too yeah i remember when it went through uh, republicans most republicans i don't see any difference in them and the democrats anymore there's a few really good republicans and conservatives Ted Cruz is one, Marco Rubio is another, but a lot of them, they're bought. I think they're just bought out, or they're mm -hmm. they got the Hollywood syndrome. They get up in front of a mic and they say things to give themselves, you know, more um, credibility amongst their peers to look better, to pass, to get more perks, what, whatever it is. It's just it just makes you sick. But right. um, but here I have an article that says COVID nineteen. Is the United Nations exercise signed off by 196 countries in 2005 huh. to usher in a new world order? So they they had planned this. What's happening right now is planned at least in 1996, the whole COVID mm -hmm. thing. And 196 countries signed off. If I read the article, it goes on to say, literally, these countries knew this was going to happen maybe not exactly this year, but they knew it was coming right. that this fake pandemic was going to come and they were going to use it to change the world, change the laws and lock people down and take freedoms away so they could bring in the new world order. So what they're doing is they're bringing the new world order in and they're also depopulating the world at the same time. Mm -hmm. They're also making the people that don't die sick. So the, because the pharmaceutical companies need to make billions of dollars. If everybody dies, they can't. Right. So it's like a 
money-making machine that they did. But the mm -hmm. ultimate goal, obviously, is to control the world, depopulate it, and build back a new humanity that is an utopia. Well, when you look at this you know, country, Brian, what's going on here? <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> you got the healthcare workers, right? They're not taking it. Half the police aren't taking it. Half of the firemen aren't taking it. At least more than half of the military isn't taking it. So all the key structures for keeping peace in this society are taking it. But you got every Democrat was like uh, that episode of Land, uh, Star Trek. Yes, Landrew. Yes, Landrew. <laughs> you know, they all marched down there and got yeah. their shots. Right. So what the, it's backfiring on them because they're they're going to end up killing all the all the uh, leftists that were so obedient when got the shot. And the only people that are going to be left, well, I hope everybody survives it, but the way it looks, does that's not going to happen. But the only people that are going to be left are the uh, the conservative cops, the conservative firemen, the conservative soldiers, people like us that that know the truth and everything, and and uh, and so we're going to be left, and that's not what they want, I don't think. Um, who knows what they want? It's it's really hard to tell because their their minds are warped. They're their God is Satan and he's insane to begin with. So, um, but, uh, it's, I think it's kind of uncanny that they're the very people that they won't, don't want that to be around you and I, and the people I mentioned are the ones that are going to be around. And usually when communists take over, because this is a big communist thing, you know, when you look at it, it's a worldwide communist movement, um, uh, kind of a sick warped movement, but, um, is to get rid of the intelligentsia and to get rid of the the, um, the religious people and to get rid of anybody in government that can oppose them. But that's not what's happening here. You know, the people that oppose them are the ones that are not taking a shot, so we're not going to get sick. We're not going to die from it. Okay, but all the people that are for them are, are you know, you know, it's it's – and I hate to be like that, folks. I don't mean to be brash by, you know – but in essence, that's what's happening. I'm sorry, but that's what's going to happen. And, um, Brian, we, we both watched a video. Um, uh, actually it was, it wasn't a video. It was an audio. Um, and it was a lady, a doctor, a naturopath, I believe, very intelligent person. Um, and she was talking about, uh, remember we were talking about this, the, uh, the, the three shots, what they do, um, how they act in the body, how the first shot, kills basically 50% of your immune system. And then they wait for, for uh, eight weeks, which is incidentally folks, eight weeks is when your body starts to produce new white blood cells. So right when your body is start, starting to produce new blood, red blood cells, you get the second shot and that kills that action, right? So you're basically left defenseless. So anything that comes around, you're going to catch. And we've, we're seeing this with the people that have got the injection. They're all getting sick of everything, um, even the stuff in their bodies that has, you know, um, little maladies they've had in their bodies or like arthritis is really affecting people with arthritis. It seems to go after your weakness. But the third one, if if I remember correctly, she said the third one basically has um, different bacteria in it that the body is not used to. And it also has, I think she said, five strands of, of HIV. And... That's bad news because HIV is definitely, if, if there's any immune system left, it's going to kill it. You know, you, you'll never make white blood cells again. And uh, it should be a great concern to people out there, you know, that this is what's happening. 
And I'm, I'm starting to really be happy, Brian, because there's people like me and you. And there's, if you look now, there's tons of people. You can't find them on YouTube because YouTube just kills people that get on and do stuff like that. Uh, it kills their channel, I should say. Um, but if you go to Rumble, if you go to Band Video, if you go to, um, oh, there's a new one that I've been working with. I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, all these places have these videos that YouTube and, and all the leftist places are, are killing, you know, all the videos. And um, so it's important that, for goodness sakes, don't go to YouTube. You're not going to get anything but communist propaganda. Go to Rumble. Go to our channel, other channels on Rumble. Go to um, Band Video. Um, I almost had it come to my brain. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, it's encountering a a shield right now and it can't get through. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, um, Brighteon, Brighteon.com. Excellent place to find stuff like this. Um, cause most of the people that got kicked off of YouTube and, and, uh, and all the other liberal sources are putting their videos on there and you can find scats, hundreds of them on there. So I highly recommend doing that. Don't go to YouTube. Don't go to any of the alphabet channels or anything like that. Go to places where they're telling you not to go. If they don't want you to go there, then you need to go there. If the government tells you to do something, do the opposite. Okay. Now, someday you're going to catch on to that and they're going to try to, t- they're start telling you the opposite so that you'll do the opposite and it'll actually be what they want you to do. But, um, for right now, they say go left, go right. Well, always go right, never go left. Uh, and, uh, just don't listen to the government right now. Okay. They're, they're a bunch of thieves. They're a bunch of murderers. They're, they're out to, to kill you and me and everybody else so that they can have a depopulated world to run. And actually, it's going to be a satanic world. Um, but you just want to avoid everything the government tells you to do. I mean, if they tell you to pay your taxes, you got to do that. You're going to end up in a hooskow. Um, but even then, you know, if you can, fight them on it. Um, fight them on everything. But um, resistance is fertile. Okay. It's not futile. It's fertile. And resistance grows. People see resistance and they, they just move on. Anyway, Brian, I just want to throw that in. I don't know if you have any more articles that you want to refer to, but I just felt the need to throw that in there real quick. Yeah, I've got a, a couple of more if we have a minute. That's oh, okay. sure. I've got lots of minutes. Um, let's see. What's going on here? Um, yeah, this is interesting. I, you actually, I think you sent this to me, but nearly 50,000 Medicare patients have died soon after getting the COVID shot. A whistleblower said, "Right, um, they are lying. There is no question they are lying." Said Attorney Rins. The mantra of safe and effective must stop after today's information. Says a whistleblower has provided government data documenting 48,000. 465 deaths within 14 days of COVID-19 vaccination among Medicare patients alone, according to the medical freedom rights attorney. The announcement Saturday was made by the Ohio-based attorney who remains involved in several major cases brought against federal agencies relating to fraud and violations of medical freedom rights. In his presentation, expressed his appreciation for whistleblowers who were coming forward to provide the public with such important information from the center's Medicare and Medicaid services. 
He described the database as the largest available in the U.S. for the study of COVID-19 trends because it contains the data of 59 million, 59.4 million Medicare beneficiaries. One slide showed that the number of persons who died within 14 days of COVID vaccine equated to 19,400 for those younger than 81 years old, 28,065 for over 81, a total of 48,465 deaths in 14 days. Wow. 14 days. And it says younger, uh, what does it say? Younger than 81. Well, that could be aged from teenager to 81. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean somebody just in their 70s or 60s it, it, or 50s. Right. Yeah. So this is raw data, he's explained. There's no an, uh, analysis. And emphasize these deaths numbers are from less than 20% of the population. Wow. Do you, it says, do you want to know why 14 days is important? This is really interesting. Yes, because if you die within 14 days, you're not considered vaccinated. Really? Yeah. And that's why they're not reporting as vaccinated deaths, because if they die before 14 days, they die of something else. Oh, those little devils. Yeah, I didn't know this until today. You're not considered vaccinated according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, and one is not considered as being vaccinated until 14 days after their completed injection regimen raising the question of whether government authorities have been classifying these fatalities as something other than vaccine-related deaths. <laughs> well, they all have one thing in common. They all got vaccinated. Right? Yeah, but they don't consider the death of a vaccination if you die before 14 days or before uh-huh. you've been vaccinated with the second shot. Right. So it's just so how many people – you know what? I bet you – if you put the scale of the COVID deaths before the variant came out, which is actually the variant is actually the vaccinated getting sick. So right. they say, I can't remember the numbers, around a half a million is the last time I heard of people died in America. I think it's less than 100,000. I think it's around 60,000, 50,000. Mm-hmm. But um, what I saw today on a video you were talking about is a woman uh, who was a uh, microbiologist, I think. And she said that VARS, the reporting system for the disease control, you know, VARS, V-A-R-S, right. only reports 1% of the actual deaths and injuries from the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And so she said uh, what they're reporting is 13 to 14,000 deaths from the vaccine. That might be old. It might be more than that now. But if that's only 1%, she says that means 1.3 million people have died, actually, right. from uh-huh. not okay. And then she mentioned the polio shot and the one that we would get uh, when I was a kid. You know, maybe you have the mark on your arm, your shoulder. Uh-huh. They stopped giving that shot in 1972 because 26 people died from the shot in that in that year. Mm-hmm. But they had been giving that polio shot for a decade or two. Oh, yeah. And then they stopped because 26 deaths. There's mm-hmm. 14,000 deaths that the CDC is reporting. And right. now they're pushing it on our five-year-olds, our eight-year-olds, our little kids, little babies after six months. 14,000, and that's just 1% of the reporting. Mm-hmm. But they stopped the whole thing in 1972 with 26 deaths. Right. So 
Yeah, I, I've mentioned this before. I have to, I always ask myself, why are they doing this? Why, why, why are they being so blatant? They don't even care that we know. That's, That's what's right. They know that we know it's a lot. That we, they know that we know they're, they're just, it's all fake. But they don't care because they want power. That's it. Money. Mm-hmm. It's not even money because money comes with power automatically. Right. They want power. The elites, and this goes, all, the Democrats, the Republicans, the independents are in power. They're all corrupt. Uh, mm-hmm. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Okay, Biden, okay, Nancy Pelosi, all the ones we see and hear all the time. The, the career there's politicians. Millions, yeah. There's millions underneath them that are just as bad or worse that are running yeah. our just they're running our, our court systems, they're running our, our jails, they're running our cities. Mm-hmm. And why are they deliberately destroying America? Because they're communists. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're they're, they're not even socialists. Socialists would be a step better. Uh-huh. They're communists, and they want nothing more than to see Christians thrown into concentration camps or people who are against them. They wouldn't even blink if we were beheaded in front of them. I'm being blunt because that's what's going on to America right now. Yeah, that's right. It just hasn't been seen on the – well, it was seen on the streets a little bit with the riots, but that's nothing compared to what they're going to do. And mm-hmm. so – they don't care that we know, but that's what this whole vaccine's about. They want to kill us off. The rest of us, they want to throw in concentration camps and prisons. If we don't, you know, don't go along with them. They're getting where they're turning us against each other and our own families. I know people at work, their families, part of their families have gotten vaccinated. The other part has it. And there's like a rift in the families. Yeah. One, says, one side says, you're making, you're going to make us sick and kill us. Mm-hmm. I know one person at work, he had to move out of his house because his family didn't want him there because he wasn't vaccinated. Right. And this right. is actually scriptural. I mean, it talks about families being divided in the Gospels, brother, you know, son against father and daughter against mother and being divided. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and that's what they want to do. They want to divide us. There's the blue states and red states. We really all are the United States, but they're doing this on purpose to mm-hmm. – they want us to move to the red states. They want California completely blue as you can get it. Right. They want Oregon completely blue because we're the they're the most powerful. The, the coast states on each end of the United States have the most money, uh, the, the most wealth, the most high tech, the, the better economies. They're bigger. I mean, this is their this is the liberals thinking this. So if we can control the east and west coast, middle America, we can bring under control eventually. Right. right. By force. Or by elections, mm-hmm. so. Um, but these these vaccines, I would. And I know everybody listening and watching already knows this, but I would say to anybody who's listening for the first time, do not take the shot. If you want to live a long life on this earth, God forbidding an accident, don't take the shot. Right. Um, just don't do it. You're 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 playing with your life. You may not die in 14 days. You may not die, but I guarantee you it will shorten your life. And if it doesn't shorten your life, it's going to make you sick. You may not get sick right now, but let's just say you let's say you're, 30, you're 20 years old right now and you get the shot. I'm 20. I'm strong. Let's see what happens in 10 years or five years or, or who knows. But it right. attacks the immune system, and one day you're going to wake up sick. 
And you're going to think, what happened to my body? Why am I so sick? It might be five years from now. It just, everybody's different. It affects everybody different. But it, uh, what I've heard today and read several times, eventually it's going to kill everybody that took it. Right. I hate to say that, mm-hmm. but I think that could happen. Is there proof for that? No, there's no proof. But I would say to anybody tonight that took it, um, boost your immune system. Take vitamin D, vitamin C, do whatever you got to do to boost. And don't right. take in the booster shots. You know, uh, I think they messed up, Dave, when they gave the first round of vaccines. I think they expected more people to die and get sick. And the, right. until they up, they started bringing second shots and boosters out that are stronger. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think none of the people died and got sick. So Well, that, that might have been on purpose, Brian, don't you think? You know, yeah, it could have been. Yeah. Because if, if everybody died after the first shot, then nobody would have went for the second one and the program would have been canceled. Yeah, um, that's true. Ho- yeah. However, uh, that same source that I quoted before, they said that the first shot is like half normal saline and the yeah. other half is a bunch of the junk that's in there. The second yeah. shot is only a little bit of normal saline and a lot of the junk that's in there. And I say junk, I mean junk. Um, and then the booster shot, well, that's that's, that's the, kill, the kill shot. And if they and if you don't get that one, the fourth one will get you, or the fifth one, or the sixth one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, you know some some pests when you go to get rid of them, you, you know the first line of defense or offense to get rid of them doesn't work. Um, I get a mole out in my yard. That son of a gun's going to die before I move. I, I promise you. But <laughs> um, I've tried everything. You know, people say put broken glass in the hole. You know, they bleed to death. That hasn't worked. Put a flare in there. That hasn't worked. Nothing has worked to kill that thing, you know. And so that's, I think that's their, um, their ultimate goal is they're going to keep trying the, the, the recipe for the, for the, the vaccine is just going to get, keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Yeah. Where maybe the third, third booster or the fourth booster is, is going to be the kill shot. You know, it's, uh, it's a shame. It really is. And, you know, I don't like to see ignorant people get hurt or die, you know, cause ignorance, you know, People were brought up in this country to trust the government, okay? Um, and, and a lot of people bought into that. Um, I learned through experience, and my dad really educated me not to not to trust the government because, what did he say? Um, when the government's big enough to give you everything you want, it's big enough to take away everything you have. And, That's good. That's yeah. really good. I think that was a he, – he liked Barry Goldwater, so that was probably a Goldwaterism. But um, so – he taught me a long time ago, don't trust the government, you know? Um, and, and I listened and I listened to what he had to say. And that's the whole thing is listening to what people are saying. Yeah. You can listen to what the government has to say, but hear both sides, you know, have, have a, a set of scales in your life, uh, uh, some kind of regimen that when you hear something, you say, okay, well, I'm going to go over to the uh, trusted source on the internet and I'm going to see what the opposing side is saying. And, and then base your opinion on what the two sides say, because I know that our audience and I'd say majority of Americans are smart enough to where if they did that, then there would be no problem. You know, mm-hmm. they would have figured out a long time ago, hey, I'm not getting that shot, you know. Yeah. I, I, there are people that <clears throat> that take it because they want to travel. And I'm like, uh, you know, I, I have some relatives that did that. You know, they took the shot mm-hmm. because they want to be able to travel. Well, I'd rather get in my car and try for five days and then get a shot that's going to kill me. Just always take an airplane and go somewhere, you know, and, um, 
going anywhere around the world isn't really any prosperous anymore because half the world, three quarters of the world hates us, mm-hmm. you know, so I go there, <laughs> but, um, you know, our, we've, we've had it so easy because we have airplanes, we have trains, um, faster boats than they had 150 years ago. So people have gotten used to that. But if you look back when our relatives came over, yours came over from Portugal and other places. Um, mine came over from all, geez, all over Europe. Um, but they came by a very slow boat. And they realized that when they left Europe or wherever they came from, that um, they were leaving for good. And the only communion or, or um, fellowship they were going to have with relatives that they left was by a letter. And sometimes those didn't go through. So you basically left knowing that, well, I'll see my relatives when I die and we're all in heaven. But nowadays it's like, oh, you know, I got I got to see them. I got to see them. And it's like, and I understand that. Don't get me wrong. <clears throat> but also we have to realize that um, taking a shot and, um, and dying because you want to see a relative, I don't, you know, I don't see the, the fruition of that. I don't see where it bears any fruit. Um, it just causes the fruit to fall off the tree. So I don't know. I, I think that you got to realize after a while, you got to realize that situations are the way they are because they are the way they are and, and you can't do them. Um, and, you know, we were talking today about visiting my mom in Florida and I said, well, we'll have to drive. And it, you, driving is a lot of fun. I don't know if you've driven across the country, Brian, but mm-hmm. I love it's, driving. Uh, oh mm-hmm. yeah. Same here. You get to see everything instead of flying mm-hmm. over it and it's 35,000 feet below you. Yeah. You know, you get to stop in little stores and places mm-hmm. to eat and stuff like that. So don't throw your life away because you want to go see somebody for goodness sakes. Um, we have relatives, right, Brian, that we're waiting for them to come from uh, halfway around the world, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, the sooner the better because where yeah. they are, things are deteriorating. And yeah. um, so, you know, once they're here, God, I pray that they just stay. And, um, but that's a whole different story than what I just have been talking about. They're, they're going to be fleeing. They're going to almost be like refugees coming from that place. But, um, and they're going to have to, to preserve their family and their family line. But, um, so folks, you know, just, I, I don't know. People don't seem to think long term anymore. You know, um, it's like, what can I do this year? What can I do this week? What can I do this month? Not what's going to happen to me three or four years from now or five years because of the decisions that I've made today, you know, and I think if people just stopped and thought about what they were doing and, um, and how it's going to impact them and their loved ones and and all their friends and everything else a year down the road or or farther, then uh, a lot of decisions that are made would not necessarily be made, but they'll be made with more forethought and uh, with the preservation of life. I don't know if you know this, but, um, for the longest time, and I think it's still the, the, the practice, the Orthodox Jews, when they travel, they'll never get in one plane. They'll they'll take two or three different planes. That way, if something happens to one of the planes, the other two planes have people that will help the family line to keep moving along. Mm-hmm. And it's, this is because of 2,000 years of persecution, you know, and it took that long in order to, to figure that out, um, unfortunately. But so... Let's just think, you know, God gave us a brain and, um, you know, they say we only use what a seventh of it, or I don't know what the number is. 10%. But, uh, I think. How much? 10%. I heard. 
Okay, so there's there's ninety percent that we that's waiting up there, waiting to be used, and we probably never will attain the ability. Maybe after we're resurrected and we have a heavenly body, we'll be able to use our our entire brain. But and they did before the the fall in Eden too. I'm convinced of it. But um, so let's think about things before we do. And a lot of you who haven't taken a shot have thought about those things. Those of some of you have buyer's remorse. You took the shot and you're realizing, hey, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Well, you know, the Lord is faithful to protect you from all that. Um, but uh, Brian, I'm sorry, I think I'm going to cut you off. I think you had no, another no, article. Good. Oh, no. okay, okay. Um, so, folks, just think. And uh, like I said, most most of you do anyway. But and if you have a relative that doesn't think, maybe cause it help them help them to think about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I know we have some really really love people that we love a lot. You know, and that um, that are that are on the edge about whether to take it or not. And I. We talk to them every chance we get, and we pray all the time. Lord, just don't let them take it. Do something to keep them away that day they're going to go get it or whatever. Or change their minds. And uh, so prayer and talking, I don't know. Uh, I, I want to keep going on on this. But um, so, uh, I, I, Brian, you were talking about politicians. And, you know, we, the career politicians are the ones that are, you know, worrisome, you know. They've been in office for 30 or 40 years now. Uh, they've never had a decent job. They've never flipped pancakes or burgers. They've, uh, you know, they've, they've grown up with a silver spoon in their mouth and uh, and don't know what an honest day's work is. Uh, right. banging, banging a gavel in, in Congress is not an honest day's work. And you don't need to go home and consume a half a bottle of wine because you had a hard day after that. But uh, uh, anyway... Uh, so I've, I've been watching lately, and there's there's a whole bunch of new um, senators and, and representatives in the, in the House and in the Senate, and they're really starting to go after some of these people. I was watching two or three guys that I've never seen before, fairly young, and they were talking to um, uh, General Milley and uh, whoever the defense secretary is, a uh, big African-American guy. I, I can't mm-hmm. remember his name. And basically, they were, they were nailing these guys to the wall. And they're doing that because they don't have any any um, stake. They don't. They've never been framed, never been caught doing anything wrong, and so they don't have anything to worry about. And that's why we should be replacing these people after two terms. Yes, you know? that's right. They for, yeah, they stay yeah. there forever. They get caught doing things and they get blackmailed. You're going to do this, or you know, uh, I'm going to leak this to the press, or I'm going to send these pictures out, you know, and things like that. And um, but we need more more younger um, more younger people and uh, more or should I say untainted people getting into Congress and into House um, and into the Senate and uh, things might be a little better. But these guys they basically looking at General Milley and saying you're a liar. I don't believe you. You're a liar. <laughs> you know? yeah. Good. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's, it was it was glorious. It really was. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, Another part of the show we were going to do tonight, and we are going to do, um, you know, is every time that something happens, and believe me, I'm a, I, I believe in conspiracies, so I'm, I'm kind of like in that camp, and I'm, I'm looking back at my camp, and I'm going, wait a minute, you know, there's something wrong here because it's okay to believe in conspiracies um, as long as you're basing it on on a common foundation, okay, but um, I know people that they they'll watch 
Alex Jones. And don't get me wrong, Alex Jones does have his good points, you know, but at the same time, the guy does go off on some tangents, okay? Uh, by the way, welcome, uh, Gription, or what I can't know what your name is, but uh, you said a couple of uh, messages over here. Uh, government actors, uh, should should we not listen to the cops? Yes, we should listen to the cops. Anyway, um, so, and then one of the things that I've been grappling with lately is this island out in the, uh, excuse me, the Atlantic off the coast of Morocco. Uh, I think it's 700 miles from Morocco. And they're called the Canary Islands, and they're all volcanic, which is really weird because there's no volcanoes in Morocco, and the only other volcanoes are in, like, the um, the, the Atlantic Ridge in the middle of the ocean. So this is kind of in the middle, so it's kind of odd. But um, So this, this, the theory is now <clears throat> that there's a big fracture in the island and that uh, one of these days that whole slice of island is going to slide off and go into the, or the Atlantic Ocean. Excuse me. I'm getting that mixed up because I was reading about Krakatoa earlier. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, um, and, and then when that happens, creating a big, um, they call it a mega tsunami that's going to inundate and destroy the eastern United States or the, the coastline anyway, and also South America, that, that coastline too. And, uh, I'm sorry, but I need more proof before that happens. I can't just, um, uh, can't just go with that. Now it is the end days and I could see something like that happening because, uh, you know, the world is wicked, people are wicked and, uh, the wicked, you know, in a, in a true sense, uh, get punished for their wickedness. But um, at the same time, I'm not going to jump right into this. Now, I was listening to a guy, oh, and I can't remember his, his uh, name on YouTube, something Bear. And uh, he's, it's the inter- most interesting thing, uh, Brian, because the guy mm-hmm. is Spanish, okay, because those are Spanish islands. But I would like to know if anybody knows out there and there's anybody that can just pop in real quick and, and type and let me know. Um, do the people that are in Spain, the Castilians, uh, do they speak with a kind of an accent to where they almost sound German in some, some cases? Like when they say they're, they're, uh, they're V's, they pronounce them with W's. So they would say like uh, victory instead of victory. Either that or this guy had parents. One parent was from Germany and the other one was from Spain or whatever. But uh, he's been really good. <clears throat> Excuse me. He goes into these um, kind of news news alerts um, when the volcano picks up or when it subsides, uh, if there's been more earthquakes or smoke or lots of smoke and, and uh, ash and stuff. But um, really good. I really enjoy listening to him and watching him because he, he speaks with common sense. And so he heard the other day about the crack in the island and that the island was going to slide in. Now, um, granted, he's not a scientist, and his viewpoint was kind of, um, I don't know, it, it wasn't as scientific as I would like it to be because he was he went to these different areas and, and showed that there's cracks in the ground. But mm-hmm. whenever you have a volcano, a volcano goes like this to the ground, so it's going to cause the ground to crack. And earthquakes are going to cross the ground to crack. So that's not really a sign that this thing's going to go schlepping into the ocean someday. Um, so I think that it's important that we, we look at these things. And, yes, it's the end time. So, you know, I think that that causes makes it so that it's more possible, you know. Um, and, yes, I'm not a geologist. I haven't been there. 
Uh, but even geologists that were, he, he um, was talking to a couple of Spanish geologists. Hey, is this island going to slip into the ocean? No, that's not going to happen. So where is this coming from that this thing is going to slip into the ocean that the geologists are saying it's not going to happen? Could it be, you know, the elite trying to instill fear among us? Just one more thing on top of everything else that's piled up to, to instill more fear and, and, and cause people to go off on fear. Um, but uh, so could it could it make a tidal wave? <clears throat> yes, it could. Mm-hmm. It could make a, a very large tidal wave. But reading about it, it's it, what I read suggests that tidal waves that happen because things slip into the ocean are very minor compared to the ones that happen because of plate tectonics underneath the ocean, like the one in, um, what, it was in Indonesia back in yeah. 2010, I think, mm-hmm. um, that destroyed, I mean, it, tens of thousands of people died in that one. And that was a very big wave. And, um, but, uh, so if it does happen, it might not be as big a wave as they're saying. And they said that those kind of waves from that kind of slide tend to dissipate sooner in the ocean. Um, I really can't get into what the mechanics are because, you know, you're talking about something that goes in, like throwing a rock into a pond, basically, and something else underwater where the ocean just goes like this real quick under, oh, that was weird. That caused the thing to shake. Um, So anyway, then that creates a much bigger wave. But um, so... Well, I do think it's possible. I'm, I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon really quick. And uh, and I do have reasons for not wanting that to happen. I've got a mother in Florida, for goodness sakes, right on the on the, on the Atlantic coast. So, um, you know, I'd be the first, if I believed it, to tell her to get out of there or come here. Um, and she probably wouldn't because it was me suggesting it. But um, anyway, so, Brian, what do you think about that? Do you think there's any credibility in that or... I mean, it's 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 what if. I mean, there's a lot of what ifs in the world, right? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and I, I always, I mean, if you want to know the future, you look at the past, um, whatever it is. Any, you know, politics, economics, true, just, uh, wars, countries going to war, mm-hmm. um, and it's happened before. You mentioned Krakatoa. That was. At the time, Krakatoa, and I think it still is, the largest explosion ever on the Earth next to a nuclear bomb. Right. And uh, people who don't know this, but when that island blew up, it was heard 2,500 miles away, the explosion. Right. I mean, and it sent, what, a 100-foot tidal wave to the nearest island, traveling at 200 miles an hour. Uh-huh. So that's happened. Uh, that's happened in... Not, not too far distant past. Um, has it happened in, in? Has it happened in any time since then? Yes, it happened in Alaska. There's this bay in Alaska, and in 1958, July 9th, 1958, in this bay in Alaska, United States of America, the side of a mountain fell into this bay. You can look it up. It's on YouTube. It's on. You can look it up. You can Google it. Whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this side of this mountain fell into this bay, and at the time, there were, I think, two fishing boats in the bay. And the mountains around this bay it had an outlet or inlet to the ocean, but on three sides were mountains, and the mountains were, you know, 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 feet high. Um, the wave 
I've read two different accounts of this, but the one I saw yesterday, the wave was 1,750 feet high. Oh, my goodness. So I'll say that again, 1,750 feet high, higher than the Twin Towers, way higher than the Twin Towers that yeah, fell. Yeah. Or, um, you know, the new building they have there. And one of the fishing boats capsized and they died. This other one was a father and a son, and they survived. I don't know how they did, but when they were done, they ended up on the side of a mountain. Once the wave, the wave picked them up and put them on the side of a mountain. Oh my god! And it washed out the sea, but because the inlet or outlet um, washed it, the wave. By the time I got to the ocean, the wave had dissipated. But it was Mm -hmm. almost a half mile high wave. And that's in 1958. That's not that long ago. Um, so how can this happen? Yeah, it can happen. Totally it can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, a meteorite in 1906 hit Siberia, Russia. They thought it was a nuclear blast, but they, back then there was no nuclear blast, but they thought it was this, it was this massive explosion. It leveled trees for like 60 miles. It leveled them all in one spot. It didn't even hit the ground. It blew up in the air. Uh, not too many years ago, one uh, blew up over Russia, another part of Russia, I think it was like 10 or 15 years ago, and um, injured and hurt people for hundreds of miles. And it was five or 10 miles in the air when it blew up. And it was about yeah. the size of a small bus. Mm-hmm. So can this stuff happen? Yeah. Is that island going to break apart? I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on it. I wouldn't bet on it. But could it happen? Yeah. But all this reminds me. In Matthew 24, which Dave and I have quoted many times on the show, it's about the apostles. They come out. They're in Jerusalem. They're at, and they're at the temple, and they 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 see this this huge massive temple, and then Jesus goes into this famous discourse. You know, see one stone will not be left upon another, and he goes into this huge discourse about the end times. Matthew 24:25, mm-hmm. and part of that discourse is. He says, before I come back, there'll be wars, rumors of wars, pestilence, COVID, diseases, and many different places. Uh, was a country, ethnic group against ethnic group. But basically, mm-hmm. what he's saying there, because somebody, I've had people argue with me over the years, well, there's always wars, there's, there's always disease, there's always earthquakes, always, 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 I'll go. But they don't get it. It's not that he's saying, yeah, there is always earthquakes, but Jesus was saying, if you study this out, there would be an increase of these things. The closer mm-hmm. it gets to him returning, the more things are going to happen. If I right. had a list tonight of all the things that happened in the last week in the world, I wouldn't be able to tell you all in one hour. There's right. so many things. I think yesterday or the day before on one of my websites that I research on, there were seven active volcanoes blowing up on the earth just a few days ago at one time seven mm-hmm. and so um so what's this to say is that it says in the scripture well let me back up let me back up um there's this whole global warming thing you know the earth is warming or it's you know the environments we're destroying the environment first of all god gave us to earth and he said subdue it subdue it means take it over and take care of it he didn't say destroy right. it. Now, yes, there are companies out there, there are people out there that destroy the earth. But in the beginning, in Genesis, God gave us a command to take care of the planet. 
Yes, a lot of people are not doing that. But he mm -hmm. didn't – he made the planet for us. Right. We're, this is our home. God made our home to live here. The New World Order thinks that the people should be eliminated down to 500 million because we're destroying the planet, and the planet is – Mother Earth is – I got to rebuild itself, and that's as false and false teaching as you can get as a cult. It's it's terrible. It goes. It's anti Bible, anti God. God right. gave us this planet to live here. This is our home, and we need to take care of it, hundred mm -hmm. percent. But he also says that in the last days, these events would take place. These earthquakes, these the COVID. Different different things, even the politics that we're in right now is is kind of mentioned in the Bible in different places. And so uh, on how man's mentality would be in the last days. And so um, one of the things is that um, he said that that the world would wear out like an old garment. So when somebody right. says global warming, you know what's you know what's affecting our our, our, our environment more than man. And they never talk about this. And I'm not a meteorologist, okay, but I've read a lot about this. Mm -hmm. The sun, the sun right. in the sky, the bright thing in the sky. If you're in the northwest, you know that thing you see once a year, Dave, in the sky? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that Almost. thing. <laughs> yeah, not the small uh -huh. light, not the moon, but the big thing. That is a mm -hmm. huge, huge dictator on our environment. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And so when there's a solar flare or when the sun is cycling, when the, the sun is really affects our weather more than we can affect it ever. We actually give ourselves too much credit for what we've done to the environment as far as the right. weather. And mm -hmm. there's another thing that we miss out, and it's Isaiah 51, verse 6, I think, that the earth is going to wear out like an old garment. Actually, I'm going to read that. Because uh -huh. uh, this is what this is what the Lord says, and I have a point to make after I read this, Dave. Um, sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think it's fifty-one-six. Maybe not. Uh, let's see. No, it's not fifty. It must be fifty-six-one. But it says the earth's going to wear out like an old garment. And be rolled away, put away. Mm -hmm. So what's that mean? It means from the day the day of creation, almost seven thousand years ago, let's just say, till now, the environment, us included, and everything that lives in the earth, on the earth, and is part of the earth, has been decaying since that time. Right. I can make the case that. Before the flood, men and women, I believe, lived to be hundreds and hundreds of years old. Right. Methuselah was the oldest person that's ever lived. He lived 969 years. Right. Uh, Noah lived hundreds of years. I mean, just hundreds of, like, centuries. And after the flood, they stopped living as long. You can see the decrease. I think Abraham was 150, 160. I don't remember exactly. 
but it start, went from hundreds and hundreds of years down to a couple hundred years to 150 to 60, 70 years down to where we are now. So why right. did that happen? Because there was a protective layer, I believe, put around the earth that kept out a lot of the ultraviolet and rays from the sun and it protected us. Right. And because it says during the flood, I'm going to give a Bible study here, but this has to go along with what's going on. And people don't see this. God gave a protective system over the ancient world and allowed them to live longer. He took that away during the flood. One of the things during the flood is since the fountains of the deep broke forth and water came out of the earth. There are scars on the bottom of our ocean from massive eruptions. They don't know where they came from. Our, our landmass used to be one landmass, but during the flood, God separated the landmasses to where we have now. They're literally at the bottom of the ocean, look like somebody took a plow and just drug it across the ocean for thousands of miles. Mm-hmm. Where'd that come from? And so the Bible's pretty accurate. It's a great science book. So what happened? There was a canopy of water or vapor, whatever you want to call it, that covered the earth around outside our ozone. And God allowed that to be, he took it away. That's where some of the water came from, but mostly it came from the earth inside. So saying all that, God never meant for this current earth and the people on the earth to live forever because of sin. That's why Jesus came. And it says the earth is going to wear out. It's just, and it says that that creation itself groans for the revealing of Yeshua HaMashiach. Literally, I'm not saying the trees can talk and all that, but nature itself wants the Lord to return. They want right. to be restored. The animals, um, um, the trees, the forest, everything. You know, when you go to heaven, if you're, if you're a believer and you go to heaven, there's no dead branches in heaven in a forest. That's right. The death is seen everywhere. You go into a forest, it's beautiful, but there's dead trees, there's dead animals, there's dead flowers, there's dead grass. Out in heaven. Why is it dead? Because it's the curse of sin. And so because of sin, because of what happened with Adam and Eve, the earth started decaying at day one. So a lot of this is happening with our environment. It's just a process of our earth decaying and slowly decaying more and more and more. Some of it's pollution. China is one of the most, you know, they talk about us in our country. We're we're actually pretty good here. China's horrible. And that's another thing I wanted to talk about tonight was China, if we have time, Dave. Right. Um, but so God's allowing the environment to decay. The speed of light, you can, uh, anybody who's a scientist out there, I could be wrong. I'll, I'll take that on this. The speed of light has been slowing down since the beginning of yeah. creation. That's right. So why is that? Because everything's decaying like the Lord said it would. He would roll it up like an old garment that the earth groans to be re- released from this curse of sin so it can be its natural state like the Garden of Eden again. Right. So, and then it, and you have this decaying of the environment, more hurricanes, more earthquakes, more this, more that. I, uh, I know some conservatives out there on the media think that there hasn't been any more earthquakes and there hasn't been any more hurricanes, but actually I think there have been. Actually, I know there. And so it's not hard to keep track. You can do it on your phone. So my point is everything that's happening to us right now where we live was foretold in the Bible thousands of years ago. 
So if you're a believer tonight and you know the Lord in your heart, you shouldn't be surprised. And if you don't know this stuff, just get a concordance, get on your phone, start looking this stuff up in the Bible and what it says. This was all planned out. There's a super being out there called God, and he has planned everything out since the beginning before time. And the reason you're alive right now is because God has a purpose for you, Yeah. especially if you're a believer. And this goes for me, too. And if we get all caught up into work, I do, too. You know, all the politics and all the negative stuff out there just drains the life out of you. But God has called us to be more than conquerors in the Lord Jesus and Yahshua Hamashiach. So this stuff that's going on is both foretold centuries ago. And man, mankind, these rulers that are over us, think they thought it up. They think they got something new. There's nothing new under the sun, folks. That's right. Ecclesiastes says there's nothing new. What's going on with our country has been tried over and over and over again on other nations in the past. And those nations are not here anymore. Mm -hmm. So I say all this that, I mean, I said before, we're believers. If you're a believer, and if you're not a believer, and you, and you just respect God, that's great. You fear him, that's good. And you're an American, or, or you're living anywhere in the world, you're watching, listening to me. There's a purpose for your life. And you can make a difference. Dave and I are doing this because we like talking about it to each other personally. And we thought, wow, he invited me on a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And we love doing it together because we're like-minded. And we want to, we want to sure. tell people the truth based on what God says is the truth on what is going on. Because I could get up here and say that little green men are going to come and take you all away. And this, this, and this, and this. And, you know, I could say whatever I want to say. But is it true? Probably not. But I can tell you right now, I could say that God loves you. He loves us. He loves this country. He hasn't come back yet. So that means there's still time. Mm-hmm. We still have time. Our country's not gone yet. I believe it won't be gone until the Lord says it's gone. And I believe it's not time for our country as a democracy to disappear. Matter of fact, I, I got a feeling if the Lord doesn't come back, things will get hard, but I think they're going to change. Right. I think God's going to push back the yeah. clock a little bit for America. Um, and I, I think he's going to do that sooner than you think. And I don't mean Trump coming back. He has other ways. He doesn't need just Trump. You know, he says in the scripture, Dave, and you know this, he takes the weak things of the world to confound the strong things. And he takes the simple things of the world to confound the wise things of this world. So the very thing you think would never uh, happen, happens. Mm -hmm. And you think, oh, that'll never work. And it works. So, but America's not done. These earthquakes and these volcanoes going on is a process of the earth is wearing out. Well, that one in um, the Atlantic Canary Islands, yeah, I don't think it's going to break off. I don't think mm-hmm. so. Right. Uh, but I can tell you right now in Revelation 8.8, there's a asteroid or meteorite that hits one of the oceans because it says it. And there's a comet also that does the same thing. And then in a little bit further off into the book of Revelation, there's two great earthquakes. One shakes the mountains out of their foundation. The next earthquake flattens every city and every mountain on the earth. 
Right. That's what I think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it says during that time that men's hearts will grow faint at the tossing of the ocean. The ocean will be so violent and so uh, just awestruck by what's going in the ocean, uh, on the ocean, people will have heart attacks by just watching it. Right. And so that hasn't happened yet. That's during the tribulation. That's that's in the future. That's not what's going to happen right now. We're we're okay right now. Um, but COVID, politics, environment, pestilence, earthquakes, it's all tied to one the uh, one person, God. Mm-hmm. He's allowing all of this to happen. Because he's like a master chess player. He's moving all the pawns and all the pieces of the chessboard exactly where he wants them for his timing, for his plan. And it says in uh, Psalms 1, I think, I will set my king on Mount Zion. Mm-hmm. I think it's one, right? Right, right. Dave? One? Yeah. Psalms 1? Mm-hmm. Or 2. Two. One of the two, yeah. Yeah, I was going to mix it up. He goes, I will put my king in Mount Zion. The nations are but a drop in the bucket, you know, and, and he talks about them. And so if you're a believer in Yeshua tonight, you should be really at peace about everything that's going on because you're on the right side. Mm-hmm. You're not on the Democrat side. You're not on the Republican side or conservative side. You're on God's side. Right. He, he Whether you feel like you deserve his love or you feel like you like you failed him and how could God love you and how can God take care of you because of what's going on in your life? That doesn't mean anything. If you ask him in your heart, that didn't mean nothing. He will take care of you whether you want to be taken care of or not. That's right. Because he made a promise to you to do that. And mm-hmm. if you know his son in your heart, then you have you can sleep like a baby tonight. That's right. Knowing that that God allows you to go to sleep, it says in the Psalms. And he says, also, he wakes you up. Mm-hmm. So when you go to sleep, if you're having a hard time sleeping, but when you go to sleep <laughs> and when you wake up, it's literally a God event every time you wake up. That's right. Sometimes some people don't wake up from sleep. I, I found that so, uh, reading scripture helps put me to sleep um, for some yeah. reason. I don't know. But uh, it's it's worked for many years and yeah. uh, continues to work. It's God's melatonin, basically. Yeah. But um, yeah. you know, Brian, you brought up something interesting, and in, uh, well, everything's been interesting. But um, you talked about uh, his discourse talking to the uh, the people or his disciples, and there's three accounts of that in Scripture. There's Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And Matthew and Mark both talk about um, earthquakes in various or diverse places. Uh, it's, it's pronounced divers in uh, the old King James, but it means diverse all over the place, basically. Um, but if you go into Luke, something happens. And because Luke says, and great earthquakes shall be in diverse places and famines and pestilence and fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. Um, and I looked up the word um, great is the word megas or that's where we a mega tsunami. That's where we get that right. word from. Um, but and then, of course, the earthquake is seismos, and it means the movement of the earth or the wind, actually, believe it or not, um, to stir things up. So um, Luke does us a favor. Uh, yeah, people can argue, yeah, there's been earthquakes all throughout history, and but 
the frequency of mega earthquakes or very large earthquakes has really increased um, beginning in the 2000s, I, I do believe, you know, because um, we had the one in Chile. We had one, a big one in um, or two in uh, New Zealand. Um, where else? Um, Japan. They said that one was so big it moved Japan, I think, uh, a meter closer to, to North America. Uh, and it also uh, it said that it rang the, the earth like a bell. Mm-hmm. And, uh, wow. Uh, but um, so mega earthquakes. And then uh, getting back to Krakatoa real quick, mm-hmm. uh, it you talks about, yeah, uh, back in the, back a few years ago, uh, a long time ago, um, some, it was back east, matter of fact, some guy on WABC said, uh, crack your toe east of the refrigerator. Because um, <laughs> it was Krakatoa east of Java was the movie that came out. But um, I was looking at the effects of, um, of Krakatoa, the tsunamis and the distant effects. Real interesting. Um, I'm going to read it real quick. Ships as far away as South Africa rocked as tsunamis hit them. Um, and the bodies of victims were found floating in the ocean months after the event. Tsunamis, uh, the tsunami, which accompanied the eruption, were believed to have been caused by a gigantic pyroclastic flow entering the sea. Uh, each of the four great explosions was accompanied by a large pyroclastic flow uh, resulting from the gravitational collapse of the eruption columns. Uh, this caused several cubic kilometers of material to enter into the sea, displacing the equal volume of seawater. The town of uh, Merrick was destroyed by a tsunami, which was 46 meters high. Um, a meter is, is basically three feet, so that's, that's what, 120, 130 feet? Yeah, 39 more. inches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of the pyroclastic flows reached the, the Sumatran coast as much as um, 40 kilometers or 25 miles away, having apparently moved across the water on a cushion of superheated steam. Uh, there are also indications of submarine pyroclastic flows reaching 15 kilometers or 9.3 miles uh, from the volcano. Uh, smaller waves are recorded on tidal gauges as far away as the English Channel. Uh, these occurred too soon to be remnants of the initial tsunamis and may have been caused by concussive uh, air, air waves from the eruption. The air waves circled the globe several times and were still detectable on bar- barographs five days later. So that was a big eruption. <laughs> and uh, it changed the weather patterns and everything in the Northern Hemisphere. It was it was amazing. So <clears throat> that's what a, a, a big eruption could do. And uh, I don't see this one over in, uh, in uh, the Canary Islands being that big. But, you know, who am I? I'm not a geologist and I'm certainly mm-hmm. not God. So, um, but, um, <clears throat> and it goes on to say, and I looked up uh, this... Um, uh, Cumbre Vieta, um, so it's a talk about a, the possibility of a tsunami. Um, <clears throat> and it talks about the, the volcano itself. It rises, um, lies on the southern side of La Palma, the Canary Islands, and rises two kilometers or 1.2 miles above sea level and six kilometers, 3.7 miles above the seafloor. So that's a big seafloor, uh, 3.7 miles. Uh, wow. Um, it is the fastest growing volcano in the archipelago and thus dangerous in terms of uh, collapse and landslides. Several collapses have taken place in the Pliocene. Uh, they're going to go into hundreds of thousands of years, which I don't agree with. Anyway, um, see, tsunamis are less common in the Atlantic Ocean than they are in the Pacific or Indian Oceans, but they have been observed 
For example, after the 1755 Lisbon, hey, Portugal, earthquake, um, apart from the fault lines, submarine volcanoes such as Kickham Jenny, I've never heard of that one before, um, and landslides are sources of tsunamis in the Atlantic. Tsunamis are not unique <clears throat> to the sea. Uh, a landslide in um, Vojant Dam in 1963 caused a mega tsunami resulting in around 2,000 fatalities and evidence of past tsunamis recorded from Lake Tahoe. Um, so anyway, it's uh, it's not an uncommon event, but there's certain mechanisms that have to happen, and I agree with you. I don't see that happening in you know in the near future um, in the Canary Islands. But uh, like I said, I don't know everything. I know very little actually when it comes to stuff like that. But um, Brian, we wanted to move on to another subject. What was it you wanted to talk about? You just said it earlier. Um, well, China was one oh, of them. Oh, China. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But actually, one I want to do first, if it's okay, um, and sure. I think this is urgent, at least I feel that way. Um, mm-hmm. There's a bill that's going through the House and the Senate. It's the, um, you know, the three and a half to five and a half trillion dollar Democrat Change America bill. That's what I call it. Um, yeah. You know, um, I, it's actually five and a half trillion almost six. And mm-hmm. in this bill, folks, really look into this and and what I'm about, and you must, some of you may already know this, but this is really urgent that in this bill, there is a law, and if it gets passed through this bill, anything more than a $600 transaction will be notified to the IRS. So what's that mean? So right now, you can, if you, I think if you go into a bank and you take out, I think it's over $10,000 in cash, the bank has right. to report to the IRS. Mm-hmm. But the IRS isn't looking at if you take out four or 500 or you buy some tires for your car. But what's happening is in this bill, and it's a surveillance bill is what this is. It's, you think, you think things are bad right now? I mean, with COVID, this is nothing what's right. going to happen if this bill goes through. By this time mm-hmm. next year, you're going to wish it was now. You're going to wish you could go back to 2021 when things were normal. So if this bill goes through for America, it's it's bad. It's going to – this is bad. And in this bill, basically what happens is if anything over a $600 transaction will be reported by computer, not by the bank, the bank's going to be required to set up a computer system uh, via the IRS's specifications, government specifications, that will automatically send every transaction you do, every ATM, getting gas, going to the store, whatever it is will be sent to a main bank of, uh, that will hold this information. And and let's just say, how do I say it? It's, they're going to use algorithms, basically. Mm-hmm. They're going to figure out where you spend your money, how you spend your money, and by doing this, they're going to know what you really believe. They're going to know if you're a conservative or a liberal by your spending habits. And they're going to, and when they see who you are, they're going to start monitoring you. You may think, ah, oh, I'm, I'm the small little person. I just have a job. I, I mind my own business. Those days are over. They're over. Yeah. The, it, the days of going after the big corporations and the big, the mafia and all these uh, dark places that we see in the movies. Um, that's over. They're going after us. They're going after the American people. They're going after the, mm-hmm. the mega supporters, the conservatives, the, or anybody who comes against them, 
even their own Democrats that are saying this is crazy, and they're going to use this bill to do it. Look it up. Uh, Glenn Beck, look up his shows. Google Glenn Beck. He's been talking about this for weeks. And he says, and I agree with him, if this bill goes through, it's, you think COVID's changed us. Wait till this bill goes through. It's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. And as far as our liberties, and you can't, it's anything over $600. This computer's not the bank itself, but the computer system that's going to be required to be put in these banks is going to flag and send everything you do to the IRS, to the federal government, and they're going to have a whole thing of what you did for the last whatever day. You go to Starbucks, you go to a restaurant, you, you, you go out on a Friday night, eat at a steakhouse, and, and you spend more than so much money, it's all going to go there. It's all going to go there. And if they and, come to get you, they're not going to know exactly where you are because they know your habits, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, and you're thinking, well, they're doing that now. No, they're not. They're doing it, but they're limited in what they're doing. They're doing it, but not in the way they're going to do it. I've just, I've been, I've been reading up on this for a few weeks now. I've been, and I'm telling you folks, the only way to stop this is call your congressmen, congresswomen, senators, call them up. You probably won't be able to get through, but go to their voicemail and tell them you're against this spending bill, that if they, if they go down this road, that you're going to vote against them. And they're threatened to throw them out of the office by voting them out because mm-hmm. this is going to hurt America more than COVID ever could. Right. And they're also going to use this money to make more welfare systems for us. For us, They want to make another welfare system like um, it's like a social security system, but different. And they want more money for unemployment. They want to put us, they want to take middle America and destroy us. They want you to be have enough money to live and maybe survive if you're not dead from the virus. And then there's the real rich. They don't want the middle class or the upper middle class. They want the filthy rich and then the poor. Mm-hmm. Is this, is, this is happens all over the world. Look at the communist countries. Cuba, filthy rich, poor. There's no middle class in Cuba or right. Venezuela, none. And they're communist socialist countries. And what do you think Biden wants in the – uh, OAC, they want a communist, socialist dictatorship, right. and that's what they want. And you can see it every day on TV when they do these press conferences at the White House. I can't remember her name, the press secretary. I, I, oh, oh um, she, yeah. Oh, she just—I can't even look at her. She just lies all the time. And <laughs> so, yeah. So, look it up yourself, folks. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a spending bill that's about. I I heard that. Uh, it probably won't get through the Senate, but what I'm afraid of is that Biden will make concessions if you pass, you know, he'll say something like to the ones that are holding back. And there's Democrats that don't want this. There's right. Democrats that do not want this bill. But mm-hmm. I got a feeling he's going to make concessions to them. Hey, we're just going to do this for three years, and after three years, it'll go away. Yeah, right. I remember, I'm old enough to remember when they had, when they had no tax in California, no sales tax. Mm-hmm. And I remember when it first came out, I was very, very young, but I remember they said, oh, we're just going to do a couple percent or one percent. I live in California. It's almost 10 percent here, sales tax. Yeah. And it's not going away. And that was 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. So this when they say, ah, oh, it's just for a couple of years. No, you just say just figure it's a couple hundred years yeah, or until right. you die because it's mm-hmm. not going to go away. And this bill is dangerous for America. Uh, they're going to use it for the woke 
thing. They're going to use it for pushing their um, abortion agenda. They're going to they're going to they're going to use it to go after conservative parties and, and the mega the, the Trump supporters, and they're going to do it. And then um, there's also one other thing I wanted to talk about real quick, and I want to get to China. <laughs> I actually read this. It's a CO. <laughs> I, I can't I can't make this stuff up, folks. I just can't make it up. Um, right. CO <laughs> two credit card, and I think oh, it's like by a Google. carbon card. Yeah, it's a credit yeah. card, but if you use it too much, that means you're driving too much, you're going too much, you're putting out CO two. They shut the card off. Huh. They don't shut it off if you hit your limit or over the mm-hmm. limit. They shut it off if you drive too much because they can tell where you're going. Hello. They're monitoring your, your, where you're going. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I can go off on this, but it's a CO2 credit card. It's on my phone. I just want to take the time to look it up. I have it saved, but just look it up. CO2 credit card. Crazy, right? Yeah, Crazy. It is. Um, it's just – and just a little side note here, Dave. I'm off. I'm going on these tangents because there's so much on my mind. That's all right. Go for it. Uh, I'm just going to tell people right now. Don't buy a driverless car when they come out. Oh, Do yeah, not definitely. Buy a driverless truck, car, bike, horse, whatever you want to call it. Don't buy it. If you want to lose your freedoms, buy a driverless car. Mm-hmm. Do you think for a moment that the government can't hack into your car and take it from you? Right. And you don't think for a moment that they can't see. You think they see where everything you do now. If you're in a driverless car, and you have some uh, parking tickets. Next thing you know, they're pulling you over to City Hall. The doors are That's locked. Right. You're driving the car, and you're that. stuck. You're mm-hmm. stuck. You don't think I, I, you don't think this stuff's going to happen? It's going to happen. Yeah. Hey, this so and so, Brian, and they're they're conservatives, and they have this opposing the Matrix, and they're speaking against the state. Where are they? Oh, they're in so and so, California. Next thing you know, I'm being driven to the police station in right. my driverless car. That turned uh-huh. against me like a like a bad teenager, exactly. you know. And so, yeah. this driverless car thing is bad. You know, the iRobot with Will Smith, the driverless car. He finally has to take it out of the, and he has to drive it himself because the thing won't drive the way he wants. Huh. Um, it there's so much going on, folks. Just you got to be alert what's going on and not be so entrenched into everything that's happening just to you. It's happening to everybody, not just you. Yeah. Everybody's going through it. Everybody in the world is going through it. Families are suffering everywhere. Believers, unbelievers, everyone, even the Democrat families and the liberal families are all suffering. They just mm-hmm. don't realize what they're doing. They're they're putting the nail in their own coffin by supporting this stuff. Right. You know? Um, so, and the other thing is, and electric cars are good. I'm not going to – I know – they're great, and Tesla's made electric cars. But how, you got to be careful. Technology can be used against you. If you have an electric car, that's great, because you're saving gas. I get it. You're saving the environment. But what do you do with the batteries? Where do they go? Right. you got to get the they're toxic. Yeah, they're toxic. they got acid yep. in them. they got to go somewhere. And then on top of that, all these new electric cars, actually all the cars after 2010, I think, um, and I think even before that, have obviously computers chipped in them. 
And even if you don't have a GPS in your car, they can track you with your car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would suggest, and I'm going to look into this. I mean, I want to get another car, maybe a newer one, but I'm really thinking about the older cars, buying one that's in the 80s and 90s that's been restored. Right. It's like restored, restored. Mm -hmm. uh, they can't be tracked. Um, if you buy them old enough, they, if a if a magnetic pulse goes off over America, they're not going to be taken out just of a car. I know right. that sounds far-fetched, but mm -hmm. who thought that we'd be in our homes for a year and a half, yeah, a year or two right. years ago? Not the truth. Who, thought, yeah. who thought we would get fired from our jobs in the masses by not taking a vaccine? Who would have thought that? Yeah, so, exactly. Um, electric cars are good because I, I know people out there has them, and I know and they're, they're fast, they're powerful. You know, they're really good, but you got to be careful with technology. You know, even the TVs we have now, I got a TV, a 70 inch sitting on my left side here. They can, and why do you think they took analog away? They went from analog to digital because they can see right through your TV set into your living room. Yeah, that's right. And they've been doing that for decades, but now they can really do it and mm -hmm. they can listen. I know I'm probably freaking some people out, but we're living. We, we're living in weird times, and we got to get our head out of the sand. And, and uh, just put it this way, I remember what Dave mentioned this in the 60s and 70s, that generation said, never trust anybody over 30. Remember that, Dave? Right. Yep, sure do. I would say don't trust, any, don't trust the government at all. Mm -hmm. At all. Like Dave said, whatever they say, do opposite. Right. You know, and I, and I would say even the Republicans – uh, most of them, not all of them. There's some good Democrats out there too. There are actually, mm -hmm. but the you can't you can't trust them. You got take care of your own family. The government wants to, the government thinks it knows how to take care of you by your health. It's right. telling you how to be healthy with this whole COVID thing. You need this shot, Brian. You just don't know it. Well, mm -hmm. I'd like to make that decision. Right. My body, my choice. Remember that. Exactly. Remember the, the abortion move? My body, my choice. What happened to my body, my choice? It's uh -huh. gone. It's now, no, it's government's choice, government's body. We, you just are just, you just, you're just a drone. You just do what we tell you to do. Mm -hmm. And masses of people are doing exactly that. And so what I would say is, no, it's God's body. It's God's choice for you. Mm -hmm. And the vaccine <laughs> is just another way of control. Right. They don't give a rip about anybody. They don't care. They just, they don't, they don't, Biden doesn't care if we're sick or not sick. They just want power, ultimate corrupt power. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening right now in all this stuff. Our, our phone, our TVs, our cars, our kids yep. are being exposed in the school systems to unbelievable just garbage. And um, I've got one article because I just talked about the schools. I just, I'll sure. finish with this, Dave. Yeah, no problem. I, this was, <laughs> I just, this stuff is amazing. Let's see here. I've got to look it up. Oh, here it is. Um, where is it? Okay. I don't know if you know about this, folks, or Dave. Um, you know, the schools have been just overrun with the COVID. Got to wear a mask. You got to social distance. You know, you got to stay at home and do virtual learning. And they shut the school systems down, right? This really mm -hmm. hurt our kids a lot. Well, the kids are a lot of them back in school, but this is what they're learning in school, Dave. 
And this this woman, this mom, uh, you can actually has a video you can go to it and listen to her. And I'm like, wow. I can't say what she's going to say on air, but you can go and watch it yourself. But it says, woke school district forced to remove books after mom exposes pedophile in them. Mm-hmm. In the high schools, the three high schools in her district where her kids went, there were books on pedophile and homosexuality and how to have sex with a kid in the libraries at the schools. Yeah. And I so video. And she says a woke school district has been forced to remove books from its libraries after an angry mom exposed a sexually explicit pedophile contained in them. Last week, a neon metal first reported Virginia mother Stacy Laganton went viral for exposing graphic pedophiles, pedophily that was glorified in a pair of books from her child's high school library. She even read explicit passages. I saw it online. They, had, they tried to shut her down. Because mm-hmm. you can't say that here. But they can read it in the library at school, but they can't say it in a meeting. Yeah, right. Hypocrites. She even read explicit passages to the school board before cut off by the leftist officials. After the video of uh, her reading went viral and a backlash ensued, however, the district has now pulled the books from circulation until a committee can decide on the final fate. Uh, anyway, so I can't say it online. I won't say it online, but look at, look it up. Um, see the article, this article is on a, a, a site called Neon Metal, N-E-O-N Metal, N-E-T-T-L-E. That's the, that's the, I don't know if you can see it. It's, well, it's, it's pretty bright. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of washed out. Sorry, guys, but anyway, that's right. you know, um, that's what's going on in our schools, and I'm, and it's happening probably everywhere. There was um, a, a school official. Uh, I was reading it earlier. I don't know where it was or anything, but he said that you parents do not have the right to determine what their children are taught in school. I'm like, oh, put the brakes on, put the brakes on. Um, you know, geez, it must have been. The 1980s, early 1990s, my uh, dad and sister had a falling out because of this. Because he, uh, my dad didn't have a lot of tact a lot of time. He just said it as it is. And uh, he walked up to my sister and he said, you know, your children are not your own. The government can take them away anytime they want to. And she didn't like that. So they got into a kerfuffle about it. But he was right. Uh, you know, it was all the way back in the late 80s, early 90s that this information was coming out. That, that the government basically... Um, wants control of your children, wants to take them away, and will take them away if they have to, and they'll use any means that they have to to take them away. You know, they can, um, child abuse, you know, you, oh, we heard you hit Johnny. Oh, where'd you hear that? Well, we heard it from one of Johnny's friends, you know, and that's all hearsay, but, you know, right away the kid is yanked out of the home. And don't get me wrong, because a lot of times this, this, it's justified pulling a kid out of a home for something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but another thing I was thinking about, uh, Brian, was um, you were talking about the phrase, my body, my my life. And um, I've heard that said, and I've heard people come back to that. You know, I've heard um, leftists come back to that saying, well, yeah, but, you know, you're talking about a virus versus, you know, the, the ending of a life of, or, or of a baby. Or they didn't say that because they won't ever call it a baby. But, mm-hmm. um, but I, my argument back toward that is, okay, 
first of all, we always hear about, oh, there's not enough tax coming into the, or tax um, money coming into the government. Well, it's kind of hard to do when you've killed upwards of 70 million potential taxpayers, you uh, know. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. you want to look at it from a f- financial point of view. And then um, let's just say that one of those, you know, my body, my life, <clears throat> and <clears throat> you you kill the child, and it's murder. I'm going to say it's murder. You murder a child in a mother's womb. That child was destined somehow to, to come up into the world um, and grow up to be maybe the guy that uh, creates the cure for cancer or creates the warp engine so we can go out into space. I don't think that's ever going to happen, but that's just an example. Or, you know, a humanitarian who's going to feed, um, or come up with a certain kind of crop that will feed the rest of the world, you know. So there, that, that argument's moot. You know, it really is. You know, it's you're talking about the virus. Yes, uh, it's a valid concern. Well, not really valid, but it's a concern. Um, but at the same time, you know, killing a, a little child that might grow up to really change the world or, or do something profound to save a lot of people, they don't see mm-hmm. that. You know, that's it's because they're all wrapped up in themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's if people could just, and people won't do it because they're they're it's pride and they have they're all wrapped up in their own pride and and self interest as to what they want to do. Um, but if they could just sit back and see again, look at the the long term effects of their decisions, you know maybe maybe um, the world would change. But you know we're we're talking about a, a world that's fallen anyway, and a world that's heading towards revel, uh, revelation uh, towards tribulation, and uh, and the return of Yeshua. So a lot of these things have to happen, and I, I know that's a really painful thing to say or hear, but, yeah, a lot of the stuff that's going on has to happen. or It's got to get bad, because if it doesn't get bad, somebody somebody named Yeshua doesn't have to come back to fix it, you know? Right. Um, so it's got to get bad, and, you know, it's it's kind of like when you, um, you come down with something, you know, you get a small fever, you don't worry about it, you keep it in the back of your head, you know, I got to keep an eye on my fever, other symptoms and stuff like that. And it gets a little worse, then you do something about it. You know, and that's the way it should be in, in, in life and everything. It's and the things that we do. You know, okay, how's this gonna affect uh tomorrow? How's it gonna affect next week? And uh I I and I know you're the same way, Brian, because you're in construction and you have to be that way to be in construction. You gotta you can't just look at the, the board that you're nailing to the, the header. <clears throat> you gotta look at okay, I'm gonna nail that to the header, and that's gonna complete the wall. And then that wall is going to join another wall, you know, and you look at the ends, what you're doing all the way to the end of the job. And, and a lot of times when you do that, you can say, well, you know what, that's not going to work. You know, that's got to be tweaked over there. You know, mm-hmm. same thing with plumbing and, elect- and electrical, you know, you have to plan out and you plan out a lot of times as you're going along. And, but a lot of people don't do that. They walk, wander through life haphazardly um, waiting for stuff to happen. When it happens, it becomes a gigantic emergency. I've, every employer I've ever worked with or for has been that way. I, I've got to say, you know, it's like, okay, well, we're just going to keep going, you know, regular speed here. And then something happens that's really going to cause a problem with the company or, uh, you know, a, a customer or a potential customer. And all of a sudden it's a big emergency. Oh, we've got a lot of it. You, I don't know if you're familiar, but there's a um, an organization called JACO the joint committee and, and uh, they, they go through and they come and inspect hospitals and, 
every respectable hospital, if they can afford it, um, gets a contract with JACO and JACO helps them to fly straight, helps them to come in and make sure that everything's on an even keel, that nothing got missed and anything like that. So, but instead of going all year long or all three or four years till JACO comes back, um, you know, improving as you go along so that when they come back, everything's fixed. Um, most, most organizations that I've worked for, not all of them, but most of them, they let things decay and then, Oh, Jacob's coming in three months. And then everybody, everybody that works on that unit or in a hospital or whatever has to stop what they're doing and make sure that everything's flying right by Jaco. And a lot of things have to get fixed. And then Jaco comes in and they still find stuff that's wrong. And then so you got to spend the rest of your time fixing that. So what is this? A pound of, um, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Mm-hmm. You know, people should go through life with that, that, um, that phrase in the back of their head. Yeah. You know, it, it would really help out. And um, it's like the idiot that's behind you and he's trying almost tailgating you because he's late for work. Well, it's not your fault he's late for work. You know, he got up late or he didn't set his alarm. That's his fault. So, and if it becomes a, becomes a chronic problem, you start setting the alarm back another 15 minutes so that he gets up 15 minutes earlier so that he makes it to work in time. You know, these are all basic things that you and I, having common sense and our audience having common sense and others, um, knows and, and we know what to do, but there's just some people out there that it doesn't click. So, um, and then those are the ones, a lot of them that, um, the liberals anyway, that, that took the vaccine because it was the right thing to do. Um, and I don't mean to insult anybody by, by that, but that's basically the reason they took it. It was the right thing to do and it preserved my life. Um, but, um, Anyway, it's, it's, Randy Stonehill had a song years ago. It's a great big stupid world. And, uh, that should be the, uh, the theme song for, for our society nowadays. And, um, but anyway, um, so man, we've, we've explored a lot of different subjects tonight. This has been neat, actually. I've really yeah. enjoyed this because sometimes when we get on one thing, you know, we just straight through all the way to the end. And I, I'm the kind of person that gets bored with stuff like that. You know, so breaking stuff up just really kind of helps. Yeah. And yeah, it's already been an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, it has. It's been amazing. <laughs> but um, so anyway, uh, probably not a mega tsunami, but who knows? Um, probably, no, not even probably, definitely uh, more escalation in this COVID thing as it goes on because they've got themselves in such a such a box right now that they have to stay in that box. And can't break out of it. So they got to invent all these different things now to stay in that box. Um, talking about the deep state and stuff. Um, with the, with the vaccinations, yeah, it's, it's a kill shot. They're definitely trying to kill a bunch of us and, um, it's only going to get worse before it gets better. But like you mentioned, things are getting better. Um, uh, people are starting to wake up and see, which is really good. People are starting to resist and protest. And uh, I, every time I see that, I, I'm like, want to jump out of my skin going, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, so keep that up. And it's not just the United States, Brian, right? It's worldwide. Oh, yeah. Um, London, Paris. Paris, they're egging their president. Uh, it's like three times now that somebody's nailed them with eggs. Good. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. Macron, Macron. Yeah. Um, I think he's married to a woman that's like 30 years his elder, 20 or 30 years his elder. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess to each his own, but 
Sounds like somebody needs a mommy. Uh, and uh, Russia, well, Russia, they're not really, because I don't think Russia is pushing it like we are, um, or this country is, not we. Um, but England, France, um, Italy is another one. But Italy's clamping down more now, and that's kind of distressing. Israel is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in Israel. I, see, this is kind of weird because I, I've always seen, you know, a prophetic timeline of Israel as, you know, progressing in a certain way. This kind of throws a crimp into things because 80% of Israelis took the vaccine. And if it wipes out 80% of Israel, <laughs> then that's, that's problematic. Um, but one thing that I, um, I was studying years ago, Brian, in an audience, is that um, there are many believers that I believe, in, and I wrote a book about it. Go to um, um, the Delusion Resistance, delusionresistance.org, and I, there's a book called The Kingdom Tree. Read it. It's, it's got some interesting stuff in it, and it's free. Um, but my, my contention is that everybody that uh, – every person that's not directly of Jewish descent that has gotten saved actually does have some kind of um, uh, Hebrew roots or Israeli roots, I should say, roots from uh, Jacob. And that the scripture that says that all of Israel shall be saved, well, Judah is the Jews, and that's just one out of 12 tribes, right? Maybe two if you count Benjamin, that kind of melted with them. But where's all the other tribes? And a problem that Israel has, and I don't think they figured it out or they, they refuse to acknowledge it, is that when God brought the people into the land, he gave land to each tribe. And that every other tribe, like let's just say the tribe of Issachar, um, that belonged to them. And any other tribe that tried to intermingle with them couldn't. Okay, And, and God had really some really um, uh, stringent laws against it. In other words, one of the laws was if a woman from Issachar married, let's say, a guy from Dan, and she died, he did not get that property. It still remained in her family, any property that she had. And the same thing with a guy that married a woman, at, you know, because the property belonged to that tribe. Now, the problem is that you got Judah, which is the Jews in Israel, trying to administer land that's not theirs. Uh, because some lands Ishkar, some's Dan, some's Naphtali, some's Asher, you know, you name the tribe. And that's not going to work. God never intended it to be that way. So if those of us Gentiles, supposedly, or people that are uh, predominantly Gentile but seem to have Jewish blood in them, um, get saved, it fulfills the prophecy of all of Israel be saved. And if, God forbid, that this, this, um, this, uh, shot this vaccination does claim a lot of lives over there they're going to need people to live over there and it's possible that the people that are from neftali or their descendants were or or asher or dan or whatever would be able to move into those areas and thus fulfill what god originally intended when he moved the tribes in there you know what um 2500 years ago you know um so anyway it's just something to think about uh, the reason that they've never been able to have full authority over those lands, like in Ju- um, the hills of Judea and stuff, and is because the land doesn't really belong to Judea. <laughs> uh, it belongs to other tribes, the Simeon and everything that were around there. Uh, so yeah, they could they could be technically the landlord of that, but they couldn't really own it in God's eyes anyway. 
So it's just, you know, it's just something to think about. So uh, if persecution starts in this country, and this country is um, loaded with people that have come to, to faith in, in, um, in Yeshua, um, thus fulfilling all of Israel be saved, um, uh, you know, they would have to move back to that land in order for that land to be valid. Um, and so maybe a persecution will start here in Canada and the United States and, um, and we'll have to go escape somewhere. And maybe that would be the place we'd go. I don't know. It's just something to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we'll be going someday anyway. <laughs> I know. But, uh, you know, we've been there for, for the Jewish people a lot of times, um, Israel, I should say, to bail them out of trouble, you know, giving them stuff for war, giving them money every year. Uh, a whole bunch of money and uh, a lot of people don't like that but uh, you know it's you got to pay to keep good allies but um so anyway there maybe there's a, a, a reciprocity that's coming um by way of uh you know offering a land of escape for persecution in the united states who knows you know i don't know that fits in with the rapture and everything else either but it's there's some things that are happening right now that we never thought we'd see, right? Um, yeah. Oh, man. So, so when it comes to uh, prophecy, there's probably a lot of things we never think we'd see. Um, little nuances to the bigger story, so to speak. So, oh, wow. Now it's only about eight minutes till you want to go ahead and wind it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, we've talked about a lot. Um, yeah. One of the things I wanted to talk about, but we're running out of time. And maybe well, no, we can make time if you want. Well, it, it's China. China's um, it's a big thing. Uh, mm-hmm. It's actually really big. Let me see if I can find this, Dave. Hold on, okay. Uh, well, while you're looking, while you're looking for that, I'm going to be um, sometime either tomorrow or the night after. I'm going to do another show, and it's uh, going to re- revolve around a Dr. Liana Wen. Uh, who's born in China and seems to be a Chinese um, sympathizer who's got a lot of high positions here in the United States and has a lot of clout and power. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So the next night or two, I'm going to bring that oh, up. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Um, well, one of the things, I just, I'll go to a little side note before I get to China. Uh-huh. You guys remember seeing uh, the audience and you remember seeing uh, Biden get the booster shot a couple of days ago yeah. on television? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know that was a fake White House in the back? No, I didn't. I have to check yeah. that out again. Hold on a second. Yeah. How can you fake, tell? I have I have I have the website right here and really it's a completely fake background. It's a studio audience with reporters with a in the it shows him getting a shot in front of a window with like a building in the back. It's uh-huh. a TV set. It's a stage. Huh. It's a it's fake. And it, and I'll tell you the site so everybody can go look at it because I can't show it to you, right? Um, right. See if I can find it. Not yet, anyway. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's on Natural News. The article. Oh, okay. Come on. Uh-huh. Where is it? Yeah, and I can't show you the pictures, but it shows him sitting down, a healthcare worker giving him a shot in the arm, and then it shows another picture. And it's a fake background. It shows fake windows of the American flag sitting in a chair on a stage, on a sound stage, with reporters watching this happen. The reporters know it's fake, but huh. they're reporting this like he's at the White House. 
you know, and he's not at the White House. So you, you see, have to be, here's the question you need to ask yourself. If he's really getting a booster shot, which is probably saline solution. Yeah, probably. Why is he doing it at the White House? If he's the president and he has access to the White House, why is he not doing it at the actual White House? Why are they making a fake set? I have the pictures right here to prove it. It's on Natural News. And the article is called, um, uh, what is it? Uh, oh, In Times Comedy, fake President Biden fakes White House vaccine photo uh, with New York governor. Says God created vaccines and we must worship Big Pharma as our new saviors. Worship Big Pharma? As our new saviors. This is on uh, Natural News on September 29th, yesterday. Oh, my goodness. And so, but, so that's one of the things when I see it is like, you know, it's like the moon shot. They say we never went to the moon. It was fake. Right. It was a soundstage, which could be true. Yeah. Um, but this is true. I mean, I'm looking at the pictures. And he he's not at the White House. And they reported this, that this was happening at the White House. Uh-huh. And so this must have leaked out. But, folks, Obvious. it's not. There we go. Um, huh. Go online, Natural News, yesterday's Natural News. You'll see it. And wait till you see the pictures, Dave. <laughs> so, so why in the world is the president, supposedly the president of the United States, doing this? Does he not have real access to the White House? Is he is he really the president? Is he not the yeah, president? Yeah, that's what makes me wonder right away. You know? I, I I'll tell you one. what. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I can't see it. I read an article about Sidney Powell today, uh, yeah. and he said that, that the military, I uh, can't see it's too bright. Maybe dim the screen. It's too bright. I don't know how to do that. Vote uh, mad, 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 Alfred E. Oh, Newman yeah. for president. What do oh, you worry? Right. Yeah, it's good. Right there. Over to you. Right there. I stop. That's who I'm voting for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mad Magazine. So, uh, yeah, she said, uh, I read an article today. might have been on this same website. Sidney uh, Powell said that. The military has, how she put it, has the ability to take, to act, you know, because the whole Arizona, the whole Arizona recount and, you know, the certification of the election mm-hmm. through Arizona, they said all the, they're not telling you, okay, on the, on the fake news, they're telling you they, that the investigation showed that the recount showed that Biden won on the fake news. But if you dig a little deeper and read the article, right. it actually says 57,000 votes were found to be fraudulent. Right. Trump lost by 10,000 votes. But uh-huh. the big news doesn't say that. And that's just in Maricopa County, too. Right. And so uh, Sidney Powell is insinuating that the military could take this, take over the, the presidency, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. take over the country. I hope so. Yeah. And so... Uh, that that they, that they have the power to do that and the authority to do that in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. You know, who knows? Who knows? But the other thing real quick, and this was about China. 
because we talked about China a while ago, and you're going to talk. Maybe I should let you talk about this next time because I might. I don't want to take it from you. Um, well, I don't know what the subject matter is. So. Um, it's China. Let's see. Uh, okay. Hold on. Not it. That's not it. Medicare. Yeah, here it is. China. One of the scenarios that I've been reading about is the reason that China wants to take Taiwan. We talked about this in previous shows. China right. doesn't really want Taiwan. It's a smokescreen. Mm -hmm. They have 1.4 billion, 3 billion people. Taiwan is like a, a drop in the bucket for, for land mass. Right. They need large land masses because they are, they don't have the environmental controls that we have here. Mm -hmm. A lot of their country, the rivers are polluted, the groundwater is polluted, their farmlands are polluted, uh, the forests are dying because they don't have the environmental controls that we have. And that's what makes me mad they get down on us so much, the UN and these different groups and Greenpeace that we're destroying the planet. But they never say anything about China who's actually destroying the planet. Right. Um, I mean, like I talked earlier, God gave us the planet to live and we need to be good stewards obviously, mm -hmm. but they're not being a good steward. And so we have 1.3 billion, let's just say, people, and they're running out of farmland. They're running out of water. They built a dam. I can't remember the name of the dam. Gorgeous, something gorgeous dam. The one that just fell and it was destroyed? Yeah, they just finished this project about 10 or 15 years ago. It's the world's largest construction project ever. Mm -hmm. It would, yeah, it's so big, you can see it from space. Right. You can see it from space. Um, and so I can't remember how big it is, but it's massive. It made a lake 400 miles long. Wow. And they actually took out cities. There were 150,000 people living in these different cities. They moved them to build this dam. Mm -hmm. So the area, the cities the size of Eugene, Oregon, they actually moved the people because the water was going to overtake them. Huh. And so they built this dam because they needed to control this river because every winter it was flooding right. and it was destroying croplands and killing people. My point is China's in a crisis right now. Um, they're, let me actually just let me read it. Um, it says unprecedented. Here's just, here's one area, unprecedented power outages hit China's homes and factories, increasing global supply, uh, increasing global supply chain chaos. Coal shortages are causing unprecedented power outages in parts of China ahead of winter season, affecting the country's economy and increasing global supply chain chaos. It's estimated that around 44% of China's industry activity is affected by outages, with nearly 60% wow. of Chinese economy powered by coal. Entire power grids in parts of the country are now facing collapse. Nationwide power curbs caused by many factories, including a steep jump in coal prices and surging demand, have led to side effects at Chinese factories of all kinds, with some cutting output and halting production entirely. Industry insiders predict that the situation may worsen before it gets better, as the inventors of some power plants Oh, excuse me, inventories of some power plants are inadequate while the winter season rapidly approaches. 
According to Goldman Sachs estimates, as much as 44% of China's industry activity has been affected by a power source, potentially causing a 1% point decline in the uh, GDP growth. So my point is, so what's that got to do with us? We were, we're always afraid of Russia, Russia, Russia. I grew up about Russia, the missile crisis and you know, right. Russia's communism, but it's really China. You have 1.3 billion people, whatever it said, no power, no coal, factories shutting down. So what is it, okay, what does a country do when their people go hungry? What does a country do when they have their backs to the wall and even the military can't help its own people? What do they do? They invade another country. I can exactly what they do because it's been through human history. They take somebody else's country from them. That's mm -hmm. what they do. Right. They take it for the resources, for the you know, for the money, for the, um, you know, for the agriculture to grow food. It's about food and water. When it comes right down to it, the most most the most um, prized commodity in the world isn't oil, it isn't gold, it isn't silver. It's food and it's water. Right. That that's it. Because it says in Revelation that it's going to take literally during the middle of the tribulation when it gets really bad. It's going to take like a year's wages to buy one meal. Mm -hmm. it'll, it'll cost you, depending on what your wages are, twenty to $30,000 at that time to buy one meal. And I know people make a lot more money. I'm just throwing a number out there. So when mm -hmm. there's some people make less, some make more, just a number. So China, you got to watch it in China in the news. Um, I believe China's is back is against the wall. And I think they have their eye on America. And I've said this before. They have iron America for the land. Most wars are fought about land, not just oil, but most wars over the centuries were fought about actual property. Right. The location of the property, what was on the property. It wasn't just about oil in the ground. That's just modern mm -hmm. time. And but even now, a lot of the wars aren't about oil, it's about land. Right. And so China needs land to have food. And their population is growing still, incredible rates. And and they they they're, I mean, you'll do anything to feed your family. You'll do anything that your family will survive. Look at China as a huge family, just like we are, America. They will, their government will do anything they can to make sure that they don't die off, that they succeed and don't get eliminated and exterminated by their own stupidity on how they run their country. Because that's really what it's about. The Communist Party has run the country into the ground. That's why they're in this predicament. And instead of fixing it, my opinion, they're going to take property. Mm -hmm. Taiwan's not big enough. Japan's not big enough. <clears throat> America's just the right size. Yep. And like we said in our previous shows, folks, I don't remember the numbers now, but I think 300,000 Chinese troops are in Canada on the border of America, all across right. the whole border from the East Coast to the West Coast. And at least 200,000 Chinese military troops are in Mexico. And that's only three hours from where I live. Right. So why are half a million troops from China on our borders? And nobody has seen anything about it. I mean, Dave and I, we're researchers and we do this podcast. If we know this, why doesn't Sean Hannity say something? Yeah, Why doesn't well, Tucker? I like these guys. 
why aren't they talking about the vaccines, these guys? Why aren't they saying the death rates that we said tonight? Mm-hmm. 50,000 people have died in 14 days in Medicare, Medi-Cal. 59 million Americans are enrolled in those programs and 50,000 died in 14 days from taking the vaccine. But that yeah, doesn't make tragic. I can see it not being on CNN or, you know, NBC or CBS or, you know, all those, but Fox. Mm-hmm. And and, I, and I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, Dave, that maybe Sean can't talk about it on television. But he has right. a radio show. Uh-huh. He doesn't talk. I, I haven't heard him really, really, really talk about the vaccines, how many people they've killed. He says, I've got the vaccine. If you want the vaccine, that's between you and your doctor. I'm like, no, because your doctor's in on it too. Yeah, that's right. It's between you and God, mm-hmm. not you and your doctor. Doctor's not God. I don't right. like that. Doctors have messed a lot of people up. The doctors are good. But in the times we're living, you got to make sure you got a good, trustworthy doctor. And if he's pushing a vaccine that you know can kill you, he's not mm-hmm. a good doctor. That's right. He doesn't want to lose his license. So he mm-hmm. won't push it. He doesn't want to, mm-hmm. he's going to give it to you. He'd rather not lose his license and kill you. Yeah, and he's well, gotta, he, he wants to be able to play golf and drive his big car and live yeah, in his big house. You can pick and you die or go to the hospital. He doesn't care as long as he keeps working and makes a million dollars a year being yeah. a doctor. So, but China is something to watch. Um, um, and I don't think any of the real bad, super bad stuff, like the stuff we're talking about tonight, is going to happen. I think it'll happen during the tribulation. Could it happen before? Yeah, yeah, it could happen. It could happen mm-hmm. before, right. but uh, right now, there's what China doesn't realize. Uh, I can't remember the number. There's at least a half million vets that know how to shoot that live in this country. Right. And a lot of them are special forces retired and Navy SEALs, mm-hmm. Ranger. So I don't think they're just going to let even if our military isn't going to stop them. It's, it's not going to be easy for China to come in here. Right. Because like they said, there's a gun behind every blade of grass. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks to Biden, there's actually more guns now in our hands than it's ever been before because yeah, of the Democratic Party. <laughs> <laughs> they actually made it worse. <laughs> they did. That's right. That's anyway, right. I'm done, Dave. All righty. Well, I think that pretty well wraps it up. Man, yeah. good content tonight. Really good content. Thank yeah, you, really good. Yeah. Well, folks, um, yeah, we went a little over, but we've done that before. No big deal. And you get more for your money. And considering the show is free, you get a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, folks, um, thank you for being with us. Uh, again, we apologize for Monday night, but that was unavoidable. And hopefully we made up for it tonight. And we will um, we'll be back next Monday, of course. And... Um, probably you know a couple one or two shows before then but um we just uh thank you for being a good audience a wonderful audience actually yeah, really good uh yeah we're up to we went up another thousand like, no another hundred um in our uh the people that are listen uh continually so that's a good thing so folks um be blessed it's uh about hey, Dave. yeah real quick can I Well, um, I just want to thank Premier. Uh, I think oh, that's okay. her name. 
Premier, uh -huh. for the nice comments about you and me that I read today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to thank her. Thank you so much for those comments. Yeah, really she's sweet. a wonderful person. She really yeah, very is. Good. Yeah, and we got a few more, too. Um, one, I don't want to mention her name, but um, she's a, been a supporter for years, uh, a moral supporter. You know, somebody, you know, you guys are doing good and stuff and and uh, supporting in other ways, too. So, um, anyway, yeah, really, Freemar is great. So, folks, have a, um, have a blessed weekend. <laughs> hey, guess who's back? Ronald Reagan, 47. <laughs> the guy last week, our our oh, our, back, okay. our, our resident uh, stooge. <laughs> hey, how he you said, doing? He said bye bye loons. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Everybody's got their little fly in the ointment. Yeah, so, no. Yeah. So glad to have him. Yeah, keep coming back. Uh, yeah. Ronald Reagan, forty-seven. Okay. Um, so, folks, anyway, all kidding aside, have a great week. Have a great weekend. Uh, be blessed this weekend, and may, um, as we always pray, uh, may he, um, Yahweh watch over your going out and coming in, your rising up and your lying down, uh, everything that you do. And uh, in Yeshua's name, may you truly be blessed and live long and prosper. And, Brian, I'll say good night. Get a right. good rest. Yep, you too. Yeah, I will, definitely. <laughs> okay, folks, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> God bless you guys. God bless. Bye-bye. So, Bye-bye. Let's see.